Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello again, and welcome to another Ominous Origins podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by MorbidlyBeautiful.com. It is Women in Horror Month still, and we are still celebrating all these great women who celebrate horror themselves. And Morbidly Beautiful is right on track, keeping up with everything you want to know about women in horror. So go check out what they have to offer in this realm. Now today's interview, and we're still on the interview train, comes from Brittany Blanton. She's an actress, she's a writer, and she's a director. She's done a ton of great work, and a lot of it has yet to even be released. It was very exciting to sit down and talk to her about her experiences in the world of horror and filmmaking. So this is Brittany Blanton. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Alrighty, I'm here here with with Brittany Blanton. Blanton. And she's an actress. actress. Among Uh, among other things. (laughs) Yeah, film. film. World, I guess we could call it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's start, let's with, start your with your most well-known, most well-known work, work, right? That's, right? That's don't, don't fuck, in the, fuck in the woods. Yes, that was my starter project, the very beginning. Now, how involved <laughs> were you, you that? that? Was it was like your idea, idea, or were you or cast? Oh no, or... um, it was just uh, I acted in it. Um, okay. Sean Burkett was the writer and director for Don't Fuck in the Woods, and it was like that was my first taste of horror it was the first role i auditioned for uh so that's why i said it's like my starter right because right. it was fair enough but <clears throat> yeah so that was your so first, was your ever, first role, ever role right? it was and i played jane and we actually are just wrapping up the second the sequel right. and it's in post right now and that's called that's don't, called fuck, don't in fuck in the woods too yep so, so presumably, presumably somebody, somebody fucked, fucked in the woods. In the woods. Yes. When they were when supposed, they were supposed to. to. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what was so it like when you, like got, when the you got the call saying, saying hey, hey, you're in? You're in. Well, it was... Well, I actually, it was weird. Okay, so, like, I auditioned for this role, and then I didn't hear anything right away. Mm-hmm. And I think I heard something back. They're like, okay, we're considering people. And then they had me do an audition. And then it was almost a year later, because I think they had some other casting stuff happened. Right, right. And then I started talking with Sean, and he had me do another audition, a video one, and then he had me come do an in-person audition. And then that's whenever he offered me the role, but... I kind of, uh, I went from blonde because he wanted me for another role and I was just like, oh no, I really like Jane and I like, you know, I just felt like she was someone who I needed to play. Mm -hmm. So I like changed my hair. I was like, okay, I'm going to give him the type of look that he might want so that, you know, he can see me as a character more. Mm -hmm. So then after that audition, uh, he called me back and... Or messaged me probably, and uh, you know, said I had the role. It was really surreal because I was like, "Oh wow, that's crazy!" <laughs> it's the first thing I went out for, and I got it. So, right, right. And that's, and that's very, rare. very rare. 
in that, in yes. that industry, right? Yes, right. It is. So, so it is acting something, something you've always wanted to do, or was it just something you thought you wanted to try? Um, it's definitely always been something I've like been drawn to and wanted to try. Growing up, I was pushed more towards like sports and stuff, so that's kind of where I was at okay. in my younger times. But I always was like, oh, man, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And in high school, during my junior year, I finally, you know, was a part of the play for that year just as, like, the course. I was like, oh, my God, I can never be one of the main people and go out there and do this. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it's just been a slow thing. Like, I always felt uh, drawn to it but never felt confident enough to go for it. So then what changed? changed? Um, well, (laughs) I had started uh, modeling. Okay. And so that kind of got me more comfortable in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of stuff. And I don't know, it helped build my confidence more. So then I got to a certain point and I was like, and I stumbled on this casting call for Don't Fuck in the Woods. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it, you know, fuck it. I'm going to try. They can say no. I have nothing to lose. And, you know, just worked out, which was awesome. (laughs) No, it's it's true. And and as for the confidence thing, I can can kind of... uh, Lend credence to that as well, because well, uh, I'm, I'm a photographer, and a, lot, a bunch of friends who are always like, oh, like, I don't want to do pictures, I look good, and I'm just like, if you try it, you'll see how much better you feel about yourself when you see these pictures and whatnot. Oh, I completely agree. It's, you know, you see yourself... Like everyone looks in the mirror, you see yourself and you're inside yourself. When you take a picture, mm-hmm. you're seeing yourself from outside. Yeah. You yeah, know, you'll see. Yeah. Else else taking it. It. Not exactly. Not or right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely modeling is a really good place to start, I think, to Absolutely. build your confidence if you're wanting to try and get into acting. So, or just, or build just build confidence, build confidence in, general. in general. Yeah, exactly. It's a great, uh, you know, confidence boost. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm looking uh, at your looking at upcoming, upcoming works here. You've got a, got a ton of stuff, ton of stuff <laughs> coming up, coming in, the up next in the next year or, year so? or so. I do, I do. Yeah. So uh, detail about, about that? Yeah. So let's see. I guess first <laughs> I have Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 and Trespassing that are coming out. Okay. Um, they'll come out this year. And then I have things that are actually filming this year, and that's where I'm getting more busy. Right, right. Um, so first up, I'll have Stranded. We're actually gearing up to get on set in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Uh, Stranded is our Bigfoot creature uh, movie with Concept Media. Okay. So that should be fun. I'm pretty excited for that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there's Parallels. I have a small role in that, which they are actually fundraising right now. Okay. And they actually hit their goal. Yeah, crowdfunding, Indiegogo. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, they actually uh, last week hit their goal in under a week, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then Red Summer Massacre is also, they just started their Indiegogo, and I have a role in that playing Raven and uh that one's gonna be fun it's uh kind of culty and uh 
It's got a creature in it, so it's got a mix of different things that horror fans are gonna gonna enjoy for sure. Like based on the name, it sounds a little bit like an like 80s, 80s throwback. throwback. Yep, it's definitely gonna be an 80s throwback. Excellent. So. Um, the artwork and everything has been putting out is like very 80s throwback to, you know, classic horror mm-hmm. and all of that. So that one's filming later this summer along with Parallels. And then, oh, let's see. Starlets is yeah. Yeah. going to be something completely different. And like not like horror? horror or? See, it, it's going to be more... It has horror aspects, but I think it's probably going to be classified more of a thriller. Okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's set back in uh, the 1940s, I believe. So the set and the people and Ryan Stacy is the one writing and directing this project. And he wanted to pay, you know, homage to, like, the classic... Uh, actors and actresses back in that time and so his characters he kind of tried to pick people who look similar and in their characters he has different aspects of each you know icon that he chose for that person right right sorry i'm trying to be like what can i say and yeah, what can yeah, i not say exactly exactly that's fine, no, that's fine. Yeah. but that one will be fun because it'll be all you know back then the style and everything was completely different we're gonna have the wardrobes made for each actress and actor that's going to be in it our hair and everything our makeup's going to be completely different the style back then so it's going to be i mean it's just going to be a completely different project than anything i think any of us that are involved have been involved with it sounds up like to this point oh it's it's going to be it's one of the <laughs> biggest uh the company i'm with concept media it's the biggest one that we have um tried to tackle yet i think so as far as the budget's going to be and all that. So do you feel, so do you more, feel pressure more pressure when something like that's involved than as opposed to, like, a 10-minute short or a, a super, a super indie, indie film? When there's oh, yeah. Involved, you feel a little more pressure? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, just because, you know, a bigger production is, like, there's everything's bigger. You need more of everything. You right, need right. more people. You need more budget. You need more hands-on, you know, mm-hmm. the set and everything. So... And then you get all the people that are excited for it, and you're like, oh, man, now we can't let them all down. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so there is more pressure considering like a 10 minute short or something like that versus a big full blown arm production. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So, so concept, yeah. concept media is that, yes. that that's, just, that's like a big, like a production, big production firm, firm sort, of thing? sort of thing. It's a production company. Uh, yeah, we're based out of Ohio, mm-hmm. and they're who I like started with. Sean's helped me a lot, taught me a lot. Um, you know, he brought me up in the film world. I guess is what I'm how I'm gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he's always been there for me. And then, let's see, last. In 2019, in January, they uh, added some more people to the company. So that's when I officially became a part of Concept Media as a writer and director for them. 
so what have you written what have you written slash dragon, slash dragon. <clears throat> Uh, so far, my first one was, it was a short film. It's called Breaking Vera. Okay. Uh, it turned out longer than it was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it actually ended up being like almost 30 minutes, okay. which I found out is too long to really be included in a film festival. Yeah, because like, like, like 20 or under, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't get into any, That's which was all right. Like, still, you know, it was my first one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so we just released that mm-hmm. as on the content media website and stuff. And then last year in the springtime, I filmed my second short, which is going to be Ambrosia. That is in post-production right now, and I think we're actually sending it out to uh, to some film fests right now. That one is about 10 minutes, so... <laughs> right you know, perfect, perfect. Exactly. Time frame. <laughs> Make this one shorter. That's yeah. all I know I needed to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then this past uh, winter slash fall, we decided to do a season's greetings too which the first one is a christmas horror or yeah christmas horror anthology so the second one we did along the same lines christmas mm-hmm. and i wrote and directed the short in that called the manger excellent, excellent. and what's that one so, about is it is it like about jesus, like about jesus or? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually that's funny it is about jesus fair enough fair enough so um yeah i was Grew up in a religious household when I was young, and, you know, to me, this is what Christmas was about, you know? It was about Jesus and his birth and all of that, so I was like, well, I'm going to write something about what I know and make it horror-y, so that's what happened. I do find it interesting that a lot of people who did grow up with a religious background or was raised really fall into horror in their adolescent, adult years. Oh. Is there any reason, like, for you, personally, what was the... Was it a rebellious thing, or was it just something that you fell into? I just... Well, okay. I blame it on this movie my mom showed me. It's called M1028 when I was younger. It's a Christian film. But then I rewatched it later on, and I was like, nope. This is straight-up horror film (laughs) that they labeled Christian Christianity film. Right, right. But that was a horror film, and I'm like, that must have been what triggered it in me. And then later on in life, like, let's see, I think I was in my freshman year. I was slipping through, and I stumbled on um, Stay Alive. (laughs) And that movie freaked me out because I hadn't seen anything like it before. Right, right. And, you know, to to this day, it's like one of my favorite you know, horror movies to go to and watch. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was so freaked out. I'd have something on, like, the recall button. I was like, okay, this is too scary. I've got to flip the channel. <laughs> and then I'd flip back because I was like, oh, but i got to know what's happening. Yeah, you gotta see it. Exactly. But then I rewatched it lately, and I'm like, well, this was not bad at all. <laughs> I was such a baby. Yeah, we've all yeah, got, we've got like moves that. like that. Yeah. For me, it's For the original Child's Play. play. Oh, I'm sure. The dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Chucky. A friend who showed me that when I was in in the fourth fourth grade. grade. Oh, my gosh. And, And, you know, know, being like a... a 
how old are fourth grade, grade like, like eight, eight ten, ten something, something like, that. like that right exactly i was trying to be, trying tough, to be tough, tough and stuff <laughs> and i go and home, I go and, home I'm and i'm crying, crying. oh no Jeez, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well when you're a kid like dolls are very present in your life yeah. so yeah. that would be very like disturbing it, it, had, it its had its moments, moments. i'm sure Left, uh, lasting lasting impact. Impact. <laughs> and even still yeah yeah see i'm not either and we used to have these porcelain dolls oh, my mom oh, would no. get us yeah and we i just like put them in my closet and like i'd have to get up and open and shut the closet door if it was open because i'm like oh my gosh they're just like staring out here yeah no thanks to dolls yeah yeah it's like so, that uncanny that valley, valley thing, thing. Like, mm-hmm. some of them some look of them too look human, human but they're but not, they're not. Like, oh i want to kick you in the face <laughs> exactly yeah, and yeah. the porcelain ones are even worse More i feel worse. like like the skin almost skin looks almost like, like a real skin. exactly pale pale faded. Faded. it is uh, but my mom's like, save those. They're gonna be lots of money. Yeah. I don't have a single one. There's not a single doll in my house. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's much, much better. Better. That way. That way. <laughs> I so, agree. So, when it comes, when to, it comes to the film, the film industry. industry. Yes. What do you, what do you find that's find more, challenging? more challenging? The acting, the acting or, or the directing, the directing writing? I feel like the writing and directing is more challenging, in my opinion. With acting, I go out, I look for roles that, you know, I might enjoy or might apply to me and, you know, apply and then maybe audition for them. Mm-hmm. And then I get the role and I put it and, you know, I know what to do and I'm in charge of my role and that's it, right, you know. Right. If you're writing and directing... And doing all that, you have to worry about finding someone to, you know, help you make your movie. If you don't have a company, you have to come up with your own money Mm. or have people, you know, help you with an Indiegogo Mm. or anything like that. And then you have to do, I don't know, maybe other people do it differently, but I find my own cast and like, I'm just very hands on. There's just so many more steps involved with that versus just going and looking for roles and applying, you know, and then working on your character. Yeah, it's, it's, it's your, your thing when you're writing and directing. Exactly. It's hard, it's hard to let go of that creative control. Oh, it is. So you want to do it yourself, <laughs> but then you get overwhelmed. Well, well, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning, it's, so it's, it's, it's let go. And some, some, people some people can still, can do, still it. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like uh, a, bunch a bunch of directors, directors writers, 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 Exactly. If you can have fun on set, set, then... Why are you doing it? Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to do this, hopefully, until... if it. I hope it never becomes not fun, but if it does, you know, I don't think I'd be able to do it the same way and, you know, want to make it a career or work towards it, so... Right. Right. No, I I completely completely understand. understand. Um, Um, So I do want to ask... Mm-hmm. What does what Women in Horror Month mean, mean to, you to you on a personal, on a personal level? Um, to me, I think it means, uh, you know, women 
are constantly fighting for their equal rights and their their opinions to be heard and all of that and just in the world in general and then you know we celebrate when we make these accomplishments and then with horror we like to celebrate how also how we've evolved you know we used to be just like someone that needs saving <laughs> that used to be a thing exactly be like eye candy or something like that but mm-hmm. nowadays that's completely different women can be whatever a man can be in a horror movie we can be the killer we can be all these other things you know mm-hmm. and just to show you know the evolution of women and how they've changed the industry and all of that and grown and how you know we just need to celebrate that absolutely, absolutely. you know some, you know, some would, argue would argue that, that uh, horror, horror is actually, is actually a very, very feminist, feminist field of, of movies, movies. Uh, you, uh, have you have the final girl trope, trope. Uh, uh, a lot of the time, time the hero, the hero is, is the woman, the woman. do you see do that you see as that a, a Something that, something that is, is ingrained, ingrained in, horror, in horror, or is, or is it, it something that evolved into it? Into it? Uh, I feel like it was something that evolved into it. Okay. Okay. But yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So. So. Uh, just take a look, take at, a look your at your resume. Your resume hearing it. Mm-hmm. And one thing we didn't talk about Mr. Buzzkill. Buzzkill. Oh, yeah. Mr. And Buzzkill. I forgot about that. That name, that name sticks, out. sticks out. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it does. Just does. Um, so, it's a so good name. Yeah, it is a good name. Makes you um, want to know what it's about. Well, it's basically this this like, uh, sorry, I'm trying to be like, okay, what has he said already? <laughs> okay. It's this guy, and he doesn't like fun, and, you know, he's going to put a stop to it. He's a buzz kill. Mm. Buzz kill. I feel like the name has more than one 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 connotation connotation there. there. (laughs) I mean, it could apply to, you know, how we... He takes care of his victims, <laughs> and you know there could right. be multiple meanings to his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot, not a lot of information has been put out about this one yet, so okay, I don't want to okay. say too much. Fair enough. Because let's see, um, he's trying to film that in July, I believe. Yep, yeah, I think he's so that one's still a little ways out, yeah. but. It does sound like you have a busy busy summer summer coming up, though. I do. This is probably my busiest summer acting. I was like, for some reason I had it in my head, I was like, all right, I've done the three shorts now. I need to do a feature. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, nope, this is apparent. This is just going to be my acting year, you know? Mm -hmm. This is, that's what that's for. And maybe I'll tackle that next year. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I had... I ended up having more than I originally had thought that I had, and then I started listing them out. I was like, oh, wait, there's a few. <laughs> and, and are you and filming, are you filming some, some of these, these uh, kind of simultaneously? Kind of simultaneously? Like, you'll be, like you'll be jumping from set to set, or is it very schedules? I mean, I actually, let's see. I feel like they're all kind of spaced out. Like, let's see, I know I'm filming in March, then I have something in April. Okay. okay. In June, 
and July. And then, let's see, I think in August. It's like every month I have something else. It's not like lined up back to back, which was actually worked out awesome. It would. And I usually always like just try and keep that in mind because I have other things that I do also. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I have time. You know, just to relax and do things that I enjoy because I think if you build up your schedule too much and that's all you're doing constantly, that's whenever you might burn out and fall out of love with it. So, you know, I try and pace myself. I try and make sure I have enough, you know, rest time and time to spend with my husband and my family and all of that. So I think that's important to develop a balance. Yeah. Whenever you're thinking of your schedule and what you're doing throughout the year. Yeah, that yeah, work-life that work balance. balance. Even if, Even if filmmaking, filmmaking is super is fun and stuff, stuff. It, mm-hmm. it, gets draining. it gets draining. It does. And if you're jumping from one person to so another yeah. person, you know, you need to you need time to be yourself, too. Exactly. Especially yeah. if you're acting. Yeah, yeah. You wake you up wake one day and like, who am I today? today? Like, this is so confusing. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> wait, wait, today I'm... Hold on. Hold on. Yes, sir. Today I'm... Oh crap! Ah, oh, forget. Start Too many. Who am I? Oh wait, now I have five people inside my head. That's fine. <laughs> That's one less than usual. usual so. <laughs> True. <laughs> Where did Phil go? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so, <laughs> when you're when doing, you're doing your, your writing, writing and directing, directing. Uh, you uh, mentioned that when you did when the main dream, something you know. Yes. Do you draw, you draw from, from other, other uh, horror, horror movies, movies franchises, franchises, mediums, mediums books, books, whatever they whatever might, they happen, might to happen to be? Honestly, let's see. Not really. I kind of like... My way of writing is I figure out what I want to say or what I want this to mean and be about. Mm-hmm. And then I use that feeling. Okay. And I go from there. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely does. It makes sense to like, like a creative person. person. Right. Mine isn't really like. I mean, I love watching other horror and other independent things and all of that. But as far as having like a certain movies or anything that I draw from, there isn't really for me. No, that's. No, that's. <laughs> that, it's that, fine. That's fine. I mean. I mean it's better, it's that, better way. that way. You get more originality. At least you get more originality. And if something is, you know, comparable to another type of movie, that's going to happen because there's billions. billions. Yeah. 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 It's, it's almost <laughs> impossible, it's impossible to, be, to be, have something 100%, 100% unique. Exactly. But as long as you're not, like, ripping something. You know, like, it's Michelle Fires. Right, exactly. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> outside, outside of, of uh, film, film, do you, do you intake, intake any other mediums, mediums like, like reading, like books, like Stephen King, King uh, comics, comics, anything of those sorts? sorts? I, I used to read all the time until I started doing this, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I got busy because, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm still doing my modeling uh, with my acting and all of that, and then I also... Uh, I mean, I like to paint. Okay. Painting has always been an art form that I've just, you know, been drawn to and love to do. So I paint. 
Have you ever put Thank in your paintings, paintings like available, like available make it available for people to see, or is it just a personal thing? No, I actually I used to sell them on Etsy. Okay. And um, one filmmaker, oh man, I'm Samuel and Ven- Venisi. I'm so sorry if I <laughs> butchered your last name. He actually bought a couple of them oh, to go awesome. in his movie. Um, Violet, that's going to be coming out soon. So, I mean, they'll be in that. Uh, I think, too, that he got for that. Um, eventually, over the, this next year, and hopefully, hopefully next year, I'm going to be releasing... Uh, a website where I'm going to have prints and my paintings and stuff to sell. That's so, awesome. so, so yeah, that's kind of, I definitely will. I will. Yeah. I used to post them. I actually haven't, this is like, I actually painted last night and that's the first time I've sat down and painted in months. Right. right. Nice good like release. Wait, I'm sorry. Like a nice cathartic release. release. Exactly. Yes. It's very therapeutic and very just relaxing. So it was good. Anything creative and that crafty is is good. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's nothing it's worse, nothing than, worse than, than a creative, a creative type, type person who, you know, you know has, has to work, to work like, like a nine to five or something. Or something. And then oh, yeah. Upon, you know, whether it's writing or vlogging or whatever the release was. Those people, Those people usually end up very end depressed, very depressed. Mm-hmm. and it's sad. And it's sad. So, it's so it's good that you can make time. time. It even really if, is. Even if, like, even your, if, like job your job is a creative, is a creative job, job, such as yours, such as yours with, yours, the with the modeling and acting, and acting and writing, directing, directing, you still need you something still need else. Something else. For exactly. You, for you, right? right. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, that that goes along like where you still need to be you type of thing and have that time for yourself. But yeah, it would be very sad. If, like, they just gave up completely because mm-hmm. that job took so much out of them. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think I a lot of people have been there. I know I've been there a couple times. I've been there. I mean, just until recently, I had uh, a 9-to-5 job and trying to fit everything. And, like, you know, the biggest part is just trying to get time off for filming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That is where people... And employers won't understand no, all no, the time, no. and that's where it can get tricky. Yeah, yeah. But right. Like, what do you need? Yeah, exactly. Nope. We don't understand this life. <laughs> no, exactly. And I, I'd like to I'd think like it's to part, think part of it part is, is uh, like jealousy, like jealousy on their end. You know, it could be, right, and right. also it's just their business. It's their business that's important you know they don't see this as being something you know as important as you know their job and the job you're doing Mm -hmm. so definitely but you know i think hopefully people are able to stick with it even if they have that job and just come up with a plan and like sit down and be like okay this is what i actually want to do now what are the steps to get me there right type right. of thing out of this and into this creative space and making a living doing that yeah yeah and a lot of, and a lot of, a lot of people, a lot I, don't people think, I don't think do that, do that. they have the they goal, have the goal, they have right. goal, in, goal mind, in mind but they don't have mm-hmm. the steps, the steps to, get there. to get there i agree and like i didn't until 
you know, I started watching <laughs> um, or listening to a lot of motivational speakers in the morning and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things that stuck out in my head and what like kicked my butt into gear was like a lot of people just get stuck and they get used to the norm, mm-hmm. you know, and they get stuck in this routine and they're also scared of like changing it a lot. So once you realize that, hey, I'm in this routine, I don't like it, and you realize that, then you can kind of be like, okay, now I need to come up with my steps. Yes. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely does. I once had a a (coughs) university university professor professor who just said this this phrase. phrase. Mm -hmm. It was was in reference reference to somebody somebody asking about the same question. question. Okay. And he's like, well, why did you want to change your answer? And, 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 she and goes, she goes, I was afraid, I was afraid it, was it was wrong. And he, mm-hmm. said, he said, fear, fear is, never is never a reason, reason to, not to not do something, do something or, do, or something. do something. Yep. Like, like yep. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, I've had to, like, when you do stuff like this, people can look at you and be like, oh, well, they're confident in all this stuff. No, I'm scared or (laughs) afraid every time I put out an audition, I get anxiety. I'm like, oh man, I'm putting myself out there. That's so out of character, but I fight against that. Yes, yes. And that's that's better yourself. yourself. Exactly. It's how you continue to grow. Exactly. Exactly. You grow as a person. person. Mm -hmm. You you take take that that extra extra step. step. Yep. Do something something you're afraid of. Out of the comfort comfort zone. zone. Mm -hmm. Fear is. If you go past the fear, then that's when you can learn. Yes. Yes. That's so. absolutely. And, and you know, you know, unless it's unless like it's a life-threatening like situation. situation. Right. There's nothing to be, nothing afraid, to be afraid, of. afraid of. Exactly. Like, I'm not like, going to go, go play on the highway. Play on the highway. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, you know, doing a podcast, podcast or auditioning for a film. film. Exactly. The only thing that's going to hurt is maybe your ego. Yep. But that can be that fixed. Can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And plus, like, once you are in this, you know, and I feel like it helped me because I have been on the other side where I'm casting people. And you just got to know if you don't get it, you know, if you don't get the role, it wasn't meant for you. You weren't meant to play that part. And it doesn't actually reflect off if you were bad or good or not. It just meant... You didn't fit this role. Exactly. And exactly. And you were meant to do something else. You were meant to play another role. You were meant to do something else later on. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. right. Not everybody's everybody's meant for everything. everything. Mm -hmm. And once you can accept that, that, start to to learn learn from your past experiences. experiences. Exactly. Alrighty. So. So, where can, people, Where can find people find you on social media, social media or, or websites, websites or the internet, or the internet in general? <laughs> um, I am on Facebook, uh, on Brittany Blanton, and then I'm on Instagram, and my name is reversed. It's Blanton Brittany mm-hmm. because my original one got hacked, oh, and, no. you know, I couldn't get it back. Instagram was no help. Of course. <laughs> So I just had to start a new one, so that's why I had to flip my name. Because I didn't want them to find me again. I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to make it backwards. I'm going to be invisible now. Exactly. Adding a one to the end of your, end of your hack, hack password. password. Yeah, pretty much, never, pretty much. <laughs> but um, those are my two main 
places that I mourn, honestly. So <clears throat> that's where you can find me. And um, yeah. Yeah. What about, what about uh, the, uh, the uh, concept, concept media? media. Uh, concept Media is www.conceptmediallc.com. Okay. Um, you know, you can stay up to date on, you know, our project news on the homepage. We have our store where you can get copies of DVDs, Blu-rays uh, from our past, you know, work and everything mm-hmm. like that. And we also put up uh, casting calls there as well. If you're looking to audition, just keep your eyes out. You know, we... That's, that's in the Ohio, in the Ohio area? area? Yep. It is in the Ohio area. Any specific? Any specific. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, we're just in Ohio everywhere. Uh, they're based out of Brookville, Ohio. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you for sitting down and having this chat. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Great getting to know you. And, you know, that's what this is all about. getting you in front of more people as many as we can get you in front of. Yeah, it was, you know, good to chat with you and good to know you a little better, too. So, well, once again, once thank, again you. thank you. It's pretty no You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social media, on Twitter, at HorrorShotsProd, as in production, on Facebook, at Horror Shots, Instagram at Horror Shots Photography, and if you do want to support the podcast monetarily, you can absolutely do that as well by hitting up my Patreon at patreon.com slash horrorshots. Lastly, if you want to show your pride for the show, you can do that as well. I do have a Redbubble store where you can get the Ominous Origins logo, you can also get the Horror Shots logo, as well as some original work that I've done in the past, and that link will be in the description as well. Thank you once again. Until next time.